Hi, I'm Jamie Ananda McConaughey. Welcome to the Tantric Life Podcast, where we explore all things Tantra as a way of living a balanced life, integrating health, sex, love and spirituality for deeper inner peace. Hi, welcome back to another episode. And today we're going to be talking about Tantra tips for couples stuck together in the coronavirus lockdown. And in fact, these tips are actually quite general. So these, these are just tips for couples in general, right? If you want to improve your relationship. But specifically for this situation where, you know, if you're stuck at home with each other and you're getting on each other's nerves and arguing or, you know, having some friction going on. Yeah, so today we're going to share a few tips about how to use Tantra to bring a bit more life back into your relationship if it's kind of been stagnating. And yeah, also just a quick mention for anyone who wants to connect with me, you can do so through my Facebook page, The Tantric Life, or through my website, thetantriclife.com. And I love hearing from you. Do please reach out to me if you've got any comments or questions or feedback. Um, I really appreciate some of you have already been sending me some really nice messages. I do love that. It, it gives me real encouragement to uh, make more episodes. So thank you for that. Uh, also, a quick mention, I have a project going on. Uh, I am starting a Tantra dating app and website. It's in early stages at the moment. I'm looking for volunteers to join and test it. So if you are someone who wants to make connections with other people who are interested in Tantra, or if you're an event organizer, you want to promote your events, then you may be interested in this project. So again, the details are on my Facebook page, The Tantric Life. And I would really appreciate anyone who wants to volunteer and, and participate in this so, thank you very much. With that out of the way, let's get on with the topic for today. Yeah, so if you are stuck together during this coronavirus lockdown with your partner, it's very easy to get on each other's nerves and to kind of get bored of each other and just get frustrated and, uh, you know, losing a little bit of the magic in the relationship. And this applies not just for the coronavirus lockdown, but this can happen anyway in a relationship. So these tips are going to be very useful if if you feel that that's your situation. So going from the, the basis of a healthy relationship, from a tantric perspective, the basis of a healthy, vibrant relationship, you know, uh, with lots of love and connection and joy and intimacy. The basis, tantric basis, is polarity. It's the polarity between the two couples, the two, the two, the two partners in the couple. And that polarity expresses as masculine and feminine energies. So polarity means being in your essence, in your confidence as a man or a woman. And that can mean being in your masculine energy or in your feminine energy, not necessarily according to your biological gender. It's just which whichever energy you identify with most, 
if that's your dominant energy, then you can create more polarity by being confident in that energy, right? And through Tantra, we cultivate those things. You know, in Tantra, we 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 want to get a, a good balance of masculine and feminine within within ourselves, right? But we do have a dominant uh, energy, which is kind of like your essence. So that may be masculine for you, or it may be feminine for you. And you probably know what it is. Off, most often it would be with your biological gender. But as I say, not necessarily. In gay, lesbian relationships, there may be, you know, you may have a dominant energy, which is not the same as your biological gender. So as we go through this conversation, I'm going to be referring to man and woman, masculine and feminine, but you you know you just just take that to mean whatever you identify with right so to be in your confidence and in that vibrant self you need to balance your needs in a relationship and this this balance is between the need for connection and on the other hand need for freedom and independence so these two needs are very important for everyone and they're kind of almost opposing needs, right? But we want to get a balance with it. And it's a sliding scale. Um, we, we're always continuously moving dynamically between this one end, that, that need for connection with our partner, and on the other end, the need for freedom and independence from our partner. <laughs> so we're often moving back and forth along this sliding scale. And that's how it is. It's, it's never just a static thing. It's just this dynamic and the important thing is to be aware of it within yourself and how to cultivate and honor you know what it is you need at the moment so the important thing is in this situation you need to take time to reflect on those needs within yourself and decide you know what is what is it that i need right now do i need more connection or do i need more freedom and independence and this is something you can talk about also with your partner, right? So when you're not attending to those needs, right? When you're not taking notice of that within yourself, then it can lead to what um, Magda Kay refers to this as uh, the volcano metaphor. Uh, Magda Kay is a tantric uh, sex coach that I follow on Facebook. And I love the content she she puts out. I highly recommend you look her up. I'll put the link in the description. So she talks about this vol volcano metaphor, which I really like. Um, and that is that when, you know, when you're not paying attention to your needs about connection and freedom and that balance, you can end up like a volcano. And, and there can be three scenarios of the volcano. <laughs> The first one is where the volcano is just like smoking and smoldering away. And every now and then there's like little pops and bangs and explosions. Um, and that's kind of like where, you know, your needs are not getting met and you're, and you're getting frustrated and you get snappy, you get irritable, and you make little snide comments and that kind of thing. Then the second scenario of the volcano is where there's like sort of silently or or secretly there's this the lava of the volcano is kind of leaking out 
or somewhere on the side. It's kind of seeping out through some hidden cracks. So it's not like exploding or or smoldering. It's just kind of it's finding a way out. The the, the lava is coming out somewhere, but it's kind of like hidden or or silent. And this is like when you've got that frustration of your not having your needs met, and you end up trying to get those needs met in other ways, which are kind of secret or even unconscious. And it can be things like you end up like when you're alone, you end up sort of lazily playing on Tinder, you know, on those dating apps. And it's like playing, like playing a game, isn't it? You just go on the Tinder and you're like just swiping. Yes, like, no, like, yes, like. And that's not very healthy behavior unless it's something that you've talked about with your partner and you've kind of come to an agreement about it. That's a different situation. But if it's just happening because you're, sort of unconscious or just feeling sort of bored and you're or frustrated and you end up doing things like that. You know, another thing is that you end up chatting on Facebook with some of your exes and kind of reminiscing and, oh yeah, we used to have fun. Uh, those were good times or whatever. And again, you know, it depends on what kind of agreement you have with your partner. You know, maybe that's something that you've both agreed that it's okay to chat with your exes and there's no problem. But if it's like an expression of kind of boredom or frustration, then uh, that's an indication of not having your needs met properly in your current relationship, right? Then the third volcano scenario is where you get this sort of random and unexpected explosions yeah, where you just like suddenly explode or you have an argument or all some kind of resentments uh, coming coming out suddenly. And it can be over something really stupid, like somebody didn't do the washing up <laughs> or someone left their clothes lying around or something like that. And it can trigger an explosion of all that pent up frustration. So this is frustration of not getting those needs met, not getting a good balance between your your connection to each other and your freedom from each other, right? If we're living together uh, and working together in the same house, we're too much on top of each other and, and we're seeing each other every day, every minute of the day, you know, that can get overwhelming, it can get smothering, it can get suffocating. And it, that can that can flip you to the other extreme. It can actually make you more distant. It can make you kind of close off uh, from your partner as a, as a reaction because because somehow you're trying to meet those needs of freedom and independence. So taking a tantric approach to this situation for creating that healthy and joyful and loving relationship. Um, there's two things to bear in mind, right? On one hand, you want to think about making time for yourself, giving yourself space, yourself, you know, you alone, apart, away from your partner, giving loving attention for your own things, right? Then on the other hand, you also want to make a special effort to make or to create meaningful connection with your partner, to create intimate moments with your partner, all right? So it's about being conscious of those two needs, having space for yourself, and on the other hand, having connection with your partner. 
Now, there's a, a third bonus approach, which is is the ongoing work on yourself to connect with your true inner essence, to connect with your own confidence as a man or a woman. If you are, okay, if you're a man or your dominant energy is, is masculine, if you are in your male confidence, then that creates a polarity with your partner. And that makes, uh, that creates magic in the relationship. It creates intimacy and it creates attraction. And and the same thing as a woman, if you are, if you are confident in your feminine, in your, as being a woman, that creates the polarity with your man and that creates the attraction and the magic, right? If you're not confident, you know, if, if you're not confident being a man, if you're, if you feel, you know, suffocated or inhibited or shameful or embarrassed and you don't have that, you're not transmitting that confidence, you're not going to create that polarity in the relationship and you're not going to have that magic and that spark and that attraction and that joy and it's going to be a struggle. So that's the bonus thing is that within yourself, you want to have that ongoing process working on yourself and it is ongoing, you know, you have, you have ups and downs with it, you know, it's not always perfect. So to cultivate and to meet your needs of freedom and independence, there's a few tips that you can apply for this. One is to create your own physical space. Set aside a room or a corner of a room that's just yours. It's just only yours. It's for you only. And and your partner is not to come and interfere in that space. And that could be for working, like it could be a desk or a room that you have as an office. Or it could be a sacred space, yeah, where you go for prayer or meditation or yoga. Uh, and if you, you know, if you don't have enough rooms in the house, just make a corner of a room and make that your your space and you want to really install your energy in there to put your vibration in there and you know put your things put some special objects maybe some sacred objects decorate it in the way that you want and have your things there okay another tip for freedom and independence for yourself is to communicate very clearly with your partner when you need time for yourself and do it do it in a calm and loving way, but clear, right? No ambiguities. Um, you know, as a man, we need clear instructions. <laughs> I can tell you that. Don't be ambiguous. Don't don't assume that your man is telepathic and knows what you need if you don't tell him. <laughs> I, I'm telling you from a man's perspective. You need to spell it out really clearly for your man if you need time for yourself and do it lovingly. And men, you know, if you're gonna do this, you need, you need to do that for your woman as well. And, you know, tell her really lovingly, sit down, give her a hug, give her a kiss and say, I just need some time for myself, right? And it may be just, it may be when you're working, maybe you, you just need to be able to just get on with your work without any interruptions from your partner, right? And just say to your partner, okay, look, for the next hour or next two hours, I, I really need to be able to concentrate without any interruptions. So I really appreciate it if you could just um, leave me alone for a bit. 
unless it's something urgent. Okay, next tip for freedom and independence. Make time for your own self-pleasure. Yeah, it's a nice tantric tip here. Really give yourself time to pleasure yourself, to touch yourself, to get sensual with yourself. You know, pleasuring ourselves and masturbation is a very different experience to lovemaking with our partner, you know? It's an act of love for yourself. And you know exactly how to touch yourself, right? So give yourself that treat from time to time. I think it's we, we can easily forget how important that is because, you know, we, we make love with our partner, uh, which is wonderful, of course. And But then we forget, you know, it's a different experience when you do it for yourself. And if you if you feel kind of self-conscious about this, <laughs> you know, maybe you don't want to be making noises and and thinking, oh, he can hear me in the other room. <laughs> you can put some music on, right? Play some loud music or maybe it can be in the shower. Okay, next tip. So at the moment, I, I, when you listen to this, things may be different. But currently where I am, the quarantine lockdown is is beginning to relax now. Uh, we are now allowed to go out for exercise, which before we weren't. Uh, so if you're in that situation where you are at least allowed to go out, then take advantage of that to go out alone as well as with your partner. So sometimes just go out by yourself. Uh, go for walks, go spend time in, in nature or go and do exercise on your own. And also go and spend time with your friends without your partner. That's really important, right? Okay, another tip is sometimes you, you, you're you going to get moody or grumpy or feel like not seeing anyone. And in those, sometimes let that happen, okay? Give yourself permission. Allow yourself sometimes to, to be moody and grumpy. And maybe you don't want to see anyone. And maybe for the whole day you don't want to see anyone. Maybe you want to just lock yourself in your bedroom. And and that's okay. At some point, have a conversation with your partner and say to your partner, look, sometimes I just need to have a whole day without seeing your face. <laughs> and it's okay. You know, if you talk about it in advance, then your partner will understand what's going on. Okay. If you don't tell them, if you don't communicate, then they're going to get confused and they're going to think what's wrong with her you know so make sure you communicate about all this stuff but the point is that it's okay to do that you know it's okay to go the whole day without wanting to see your partner's face <laughs> okay another tip which I like this one is sleep separately from time to time how organize somehow if you can uh, another bed in another room, or maybe even in the same room, if, if if you can, or if you don't have another bed, another room, have have a sofa, make it like comfortable with blankets and pillows, and just from time to time, just sleep separately. Right? This is great because on one hand, uh, it creates more polarity between the two of you. You know, if you have a night sleeping separate, then the next night you'll be more more kind of excited to sleep together so it creates that anticipation and polarity and plus it gives you a really good night's sleep usually you know unless there's some other kind of worries in your head but when you sleep on your own 
you can often sleep better <laughs> than when you sleep with your partner. I mean, not always, it just depends, but it's one option, okay? And it's a, it's a good tip to give yourself uh, space and create polarity. So now let's look at some tips about creating more connection and uh, fulfilling and honoring your need for connection. Okay, first tip for this is uh, make a date night for the two of you. Like set aside a special day or evening. It can be once a week or twice a month, or once a month, however you you know you decide how how often you want to do it. But do do it right, and make make a special effort. Uh, the two of you, you know, talk talk about it and and organize it, and you know maybe one of you d- can decide to cook dinner, or maybe take turns, and create create a nice romantic dinner, make a ne- special effort with some candles and music, and imagine you can do it like like a fun game with it. You can imagine that you are out on a date, and you can even imagine it's like a first date. <laughs> it's the first time you're meeting each other, and you can role play it a little bit. And then you can say, you know, like after after dinner, you m- maybe have a bit of dancing, some music in the living room. And then later, maybe one of you says, you know, would you like to come back to my place for dessert? <laughs> and then you move to the bedroom and maybe you can start lovemaking. So do this, you know, special effort for this. Other examples or other things you could try would be to offer your partner a special tantric massage, like an hour, hour and a half, two hour long massage for your partner and give them a treat. Like they don't need to do anything. They just need to turn up and relax. And you're going to put music, candles and massage oil and give them lots of attention. And then you can take turns. Maybe next month they do it for you. Okay, next tip for need for connection. Have a transition period between your working hours and your evening relaxation together. All right, this is really super important and we often forget this. We often sort of, especially if you're working at home with each other and, you know, you're on the computer all day and it's time to stop and your partner says, um, you know, sh- uh, when when you stop working, let's let's sit down and watch a movie or have a drink and... And so you stop working and then you go and join your partner and sit down. And what often happens is that y- y- you feel tense. You, you, you're still thinking about what you've just been working on. Um, Maybe you're kind of anxious because there's something you didn't have time to finish. Or, you know, you've got a, you've got a message from someone that you need to address tomorrow. And that, that kind of stress from work, it takes some moments to disperse and you can you you can really benefit if you give yourself a special transition period or and and you can decide how long you want that to be i mean it could just be 5 or 10 minutes and do something that's that's going to get you like out of that work mode right great examples of this is dancing <laughs> uh i do this sometimes like when when you finish work put some music on, just dance for a bit. <laughs> and you can do this together as well. It's it's good fun doing it together with your partner. Uh, if you're allowed to go outside, you could go jogging, go for a walk. Having a shower is a good one. It's a simple one. Uh, you finish work, close your laptop, 
go into the shower. Maybe you want to put some music on in the shower and just really relax. Nice hot shower. You know, squeeze your muscles a little bit in your shoulders and get that tension out. And then dry off. And then you've you've already shifting that mode of work, you know, all those things in your head about work. And that then allows you to show up for your partner. It allows you to show up and be present and give her attention or give him attention and creating that connection. Next tip is to honor your partner's need for connection, right? So not not just to think about your need for connection, but to think about your partner's need for connection. And this, the way to do this, uh, we just mentioned it already, is to be present with your partner. So when you when you get together, when you sit down together, or you're going to have a drink together, or uh, have a chat, or whatever, be really present with with them. Give 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 him or her your full attention and listening. Try to avoid multitasking when you are having moments together. You know, don't be on your mobile phone whilst you're whilst you're talking with your partner. I mean, sometimes that that can happen, of course, but. If you're having a moment together, having a drink, put the phone away and you know switch off the laptop or whatever. And by doing this, you're you're helping your partner get that need of connection to you. Okay, next tip for creating connection: have some rituals or habits that you do together. This is really great, and you can have fun with this. It can be it can be something spiritual like meditation together or yoga um, or it could be something just something fun together like washing up the dishes together as a little habit you know one of the one of you dries one of you washes up or something like that I something I, I was doing recently with my partner uh, we we decided to have a week of uh, spiritual reflection and purification and and cleansing and stuff like detoxing and stuff like that and we created some lovely little habits that we did just for that week because it was like a special retreat we were doing for ourselves and we would get together in the morning do a short meditation together and then draw cards you know tarot cards and you can get we, we, we weren't actually using tarot cards we were using other kinds you can get different kinds of tarot cards and we would draw our cards and do a little reading with each other and a reflection at the, in the beginning of the day and then we'd go off go about our work during the during the day and, and in the evening we'd come back together again and we'd just sit down and review the day in relation to the cards that we picked in the morning and we would just kind of give each other feedback and maybe help each other reading reading the cards and it was a, a very lovely little kind of ritual that we did but that's just an example of something that you can do so another tip is and this is a really important one spice up your sex life bring more life into your sex life this is really super important because this is what you know creates that connection and that joy and intimacy and 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 the juice of the relationship right so some important ways how you can spice up your sex life one is to be fully present really 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 fully present when you're making love and you know this has the, this has the benefit of 
uh, not only making your partner feel good, because your partner can feel when you're not present, really. I mean, even even at a subconscious level, when you are present, then they're more engaged with you and they can feel the pleasure. So that's one thing. And the other thing is that it helps you yourself to feel the pleasure. If you are present in the lovemaking, you can feel the pleasure more. You can, And you can achieve your orgasms more fully, right? Okay, another thing for your sex life is really try to learn what your partner likes in sex. You can do that simply by talking and you can also do that by kind of exploring things and watching her reaction or watching his reaction, seeing how he moans a little bit more when you do something. You see how he his his chest breathes up and down a lot more when you do something. Or if there's something that's not so good, maybe he kind of contracts a little bit or sort of freezes a little bit. So find out what what your partner likes. Uh, And then the next point is related to this. Tell your partner clearly what you like. And that's really important. Communicate to your partner what what you like in sex, what turns you on, and don't be shy. You know, don't be embarrassed to to tell them because this is how you're going to get more pleasure in sex when your partner knows what you want, right? And by the way, related to this is you yourself should know what turns you on. That's really important. And you know, if you're not sure what you like. You need to t- spend time in your own self-pleasure and masturbation to find out what, what it is you like. Explore things and and try new things to find out what really turns you on. You know, Tantra is about awareness of your being, awareness of your body, awareness of your pleasure. It's about awareness of yourself at all levels. So find out what turns you on and then tell clearly, communicate clearly to your partner. Okay, next point about spicing up your sex life. Explore new things. This is great, really. You know, if your love life is stagnating, have fun, try new things. Uh, Role plays, toys, um, watching porn, dressing up in in sexy outfits, using food, (laughs) cream, honey, um, chocolate, ice cubes. So there's so many things you can do. Let your imagination free, all right? Now, what's very important is talk about this first with your partner, right? Don't just, like, suddenly spring it on them. You know, talk about it first and agree on what you, so things you, you'd like to try. Okay, next point, spicing up your sex life. Take care to cuddle afterwards. Really savour the after-sex gl- glow. That creates fantastic connection between the two of you be careful about immediately jumping up and running to the bathroom as soon as as soon as you orgasm or yes i i mean it's different for different people you know and sometimes you do need to go to the bathroom i appreciate that but make sure that there are times when you know when when you when you orgasm then just stay together and just feel that afterglow together. I I know for myself that 
like after I orgasm, I really need that cuddle. And I find it quite jarring when my partner suddenly jumps up and runs off to the bathroom. I'm sort of left there on my own and I start getting cold and, you know, I don't know, sometimes, sometimes you have to go to the bathroom, I know, but just make sure that there are times when you can enjoy that after sex glow. Okay, and last point about spicy up your sex life for the men out there. Men, experiment with semen retention. Practice a little bit of this. Non-ejaculation. This is actually a wonderful practice, tantra practice. It creates a whole lot of, well, so many, so many things this does to your sex life, right? It It gives you more, it kind of, it kind of gives you more sex drive. It gives you more desire for sex. It makes you, it makes you more uh, sensual. It makes you more energetic. And when you don't ejaculate, you, you're ready for sex again very soon. Like it maybe in the same session or, or again later, you know, like you have sex, don't ejaculate and then just relax but you're you're already ready for more and and your your woman is going to love that right now this is a really big topic semen retention and i'm going to do a, a separate episode about this because there are ways to do this uh, and it, and it's important that you know what you're doing when you practice semen retention don't don't try it if you don't know what you're doing okay but look into it and experiment with it if you feel confident. Later, I will talk more about this. All right, so those are some important tips to bring more life into a stagnant relationship or if you're cooped up together during the lockdown. Uh, At this point, I wanted to just share with you uh, a tantric fun fact (laughs) during my readings that I, you know, come across these things. And this is related to this topic. So in early tantric scriptures, there there actually isn't any reference to using tantra for enhancing your intimate connection with your spouse. It's it's interesting. You know, my one of my, my favorite tantra scholar, uh, Christopher Wallace, who's a fantastic tantra scholar, uh, Sanskrit scholar, and he's a practitioner as well. Um, he's written some great books about this and he's done research from the original texts and he points out that there are no tantric texts which give practices for how to make sex more enjoyable or how to last longer in bed and that sort of thing (laughs) there is the Kama Sutra which describes some of that but that's actually not tantra or it's not from the tantra tradition what we do find in tantra texts Um, are descriptions of of sexual rituals. Not many, but there are a few descriptions of uh, special rituals that do involve sex. But it's not for the purpose of creating more connection and and better sex life. It's the other way around. So basically, early classical Tantra, um, it regarded sex as a tool for spiritual enlightenment not the other way around. It wasn't using spiritual practices to enhance sex. Of course, today, you know, we've got Neo-Tantra 
uh, so Tantra is often practiced as a means for bringing more love and connection to relationships. And that's good. In fact, that's that's fantastic. Actually, you know, the essence of Tantra has always been about adapting and embracing and incorporating things. And you can see that right back to the early scriptures. You know, so I think Neo-Tantra, uh, you know, the way that the way that they apply tantric practices to modern relationships. I think that's really an expression of the sentiment of classical tantra, of challenging taboos, breaking down limiting beliefs. And that that's all what early classical tantra has always been about. So that's our tantric fun fact for today's episode. Uh, so we're going to wrap up today with a bit of chanting, as we normally do. Today I'm chanting uh, a Kali mantra, and this is the Kali mantra with Aghora. So Kali is a Divine Mother, which is a very powerful aspect of Divine Mother. At the same time, loving, compassionate, and fierce and terrible. <laughs> it's like a curious mix of love, compassion, and uh, violence. <laughs> Uh, she is the ultimate power for destroying negative energies, for destroying demonic forces. The ultimate power, like, she is so powerful, you cannot believe it. And in this mantra, we're combining Agora. Agora refers to the terrible energy of Lord Shiva. It's the fierce, destructive power of Lord Shiva, right? So when you're chanting this mantra, you're summoning Kali with Agora energy of, of the destructive power of Shiva to overcome the negativity within you. She will destroy all your false beliefs that, that are holding you back, all the false stories that you've been telling yourself that have kept you stuck, have kept you small, have kept you unempowered. So chant to her and she will destroy all of that stuff. But at the same time, she will be loving and gentle with your wounds and your traumas and your suffering. So she distinguishes between what needs love and gentleness, between what needs to just have its head cut off. <laughs> That's the great power of Kali. Uh, she's so fantastic. I, I have a lot to 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 talk about Kali. So I, I, I may possibly do a separate episode, especially for Kali and the energy of Kali. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode and we'll finish off with the chanting and I hope you enjoy the chanting. Um, thank you so much for listening. Again, if you want to get in touch with me or if you were interested in participating in the Tantra dating app, uh, please do go over to my Facebook page, uh, The Tantric Life, or you can go to my website, which is tantriclife.com. Thank you, bless you, have a good week, and I will speak to you again soon. Chorato, Gam Ganavate, Namaha. 
धन्नो अघोर प्रचोरो महाभद्रकाली नम ओ महाभद्रकाली नम